How's it going, Deep Dive Sports fans? We got another two-minute drill today. I'm your host, David. I'm joined today with Brian and John. And we'll go through the usual first, second down, third down, and fourth, as well as our two-point conversion. So for first down, what did you guys take away from last week in the NFL? Start with Brian on this one. Right. I mean, I've said it before, but I'm just loving how competitive the league is right now. I mean, even heading into the last week of the regular season, we got half a dozen teams competing for uh, the last couple wild card spots and just it makes for uh, great entertainment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even the Browns prior to their up until prior to their game against the Steelers were in it. But yeah, uh, John, what do you got for this one? Uh, I'm just a little discouraged. People are really giving up on Baker, and I think it's just too soon to call. Uh, I mean, you know, I've said this before. He was hurt a lot this year, and COVID didn't help. I just, I just, I, I would hate if the Browns let him go next year, and um, end up drafting a new uh, rookie quarterback and do all this rebuilding. I think that's a huge mistake. Um, unless you could find somebody better than Baker, I don't think a rookie quarterback is the solution to that question. And I just, I just don't understand why, and we've said this before in previous episodes, why did they not rest Baker earlier in the season? Like the game since they've announced for the game, the last game against Cincinnati, that they're going to sit him. And I'm thinking to myself, well, why did they do this like weeks or even months ago? It just seems like a little, little too little too late. Yeah, we've been saying that for a while now for them. And it could be injuries. It could be whatever else. But also consider that he's in his fourth year. I think it's his fourth year now. Um, yeah. And outside of one season and a decent rookie season, he hasn't really done – all that much for the team. Even okay. though the team is pretty much there. They have an offensive line for the most part. They have receivers. They have a running back core. Now, if there was any depth to it, that might change it a little bit, but everything's there. But for me, Matt Stafford let me down from my prediction from last week. But yeah, he definitely let me down, but definitely – Joe Burrow picked it up from this week. So moving on to sec our topic two for first down, everyone has one player that they would like to watch out for this week. And who is it and why? I'll start with John on this one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Antonio Brown, but instead of uh, his I, – I, I picked Antonio Brown for this topic because I'm really, really concerned about his mental health. I, I, I coming from a person who suffers from mental health, I, I think the stuff that he's getting on social media, people making fun of him is really insensitive. Now I've looked, I've done some research online and I haven't found anything of like what, what mental health he's suffering from, but there's obviously something there that's not connected or, I mean, there's something up with the guy, obviously. I don't know if it's drugs. I don't know if it's maybe he's, bipolar I, I am not saying any of this stuff is true i'm just speculating but i really just wish i i, I wish that people would, would have more empathy with them and i wish antonio brown would get some help i'll cover this in our sec first topic for the second down as well brian 
What do you got for this? Mine's got a big if attached to it, but uh, Lamar Jackson. So reports are coming out that he's could play this week, kind of trending in that direction. And I'm kind of curious to see how, you know, how he does coming off missing a couple games, going up against that uh, Pittsburgh defense. And, uh, you know, I want to see if he can put that team on his back because, I mean, they're still in the hunt for a wild card spot. Yeah, definitely. That uh, that team, I mentioned this before when we were talking about how many teams are going to come out of the AFC North. I think that was like two or three episodes ago. But, yeah, definitely. I'm And I'm looking out. I'm going to stay in the AFC North as well. Joe Burrow, he popped off for a second week in a row, which is absolutely phenomenal for someone who had a lot of doubts at the beginning of the year, mainly because of his season-ending injury that he got as a rookie. No one knew for certain what he was going to look like, and he's got, what, like 4,000 yards already plus? Yeah, I'm looking out for that guy uh, for this week. Now moving on to our second down, and John kind of mentioned it already. And for our topic one, what is the future looking like for Antonio Brown and the Bucks? And when I mean and the Bucks, I mean like for the season and kind of down the road and all that. So, John, since you mentioned it up before, uh, I'll let you start off again. Well, he's done with the Bucks. The Bucks cut him. I think because of his athletic ability, he'll get a, a chance someplace else, maybe later on in the season. Um, I actually looked up some uh, some speculations. I, I They talked about him maybe going to the Patriots. I think that would be a good fit. Because, um, I mean, the Patriots, they've, they've coached people with issues before, like Randy Moss. Um, but I, I just, like I said – Antonio Brown, I think he needs to get help before he goes anywhere else. I just think he needs to get checked in somewhere or see a doctor. I mean, he, something has to something has to happen. Obviously, now, if he's one of those guys where he doesn't want to admit that he has a problem because of his ego, I don't know if he has an ego, but I guess he, he, he does. That's going to complicate things. I mean, the first step to admit that you had a pro- – the first step to recovery is to admit you have a problem, that you have an issue, and then you need to work on it and get help for it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my take on it. I don't see him. I mean, he's not with the box. I don't see him staying, joining the box after being cut. I don't see them bringing him back. So I, I, but I do see him maybe with another team later on this year or off season or next year. Uh, I heard the chiefs were interested in him. I think that would be a really good fit. But I think f- first and foremost, I think he just needs to get checked in somewhere and, and get his stuff figured out before he, he football needs to come second as of right now in his in his career and in his life. Yeah. And I was thinking about that too a, a little while ago because I was like, he plays in the NFL and he's a wide receiver. How much of it I I didn't get the chance to look it up, but how many concussions has he had over his career? And does CTE play a factor? Ooh, I never thought of that, but I, I, that's, that's not a, I wouldn't, I wish I would have thought of that. I haven't seen anything on the internet suggesting that, but that he could be, I don't know. I mean, Brian, you have anything else to add to this? I'm kind of going the opposite direction where, I mean, I do agree he does need help, but 
I honestly think he might be done with the NFL. I mean, uh, just he gives me a lot of vibes from uh, Vontez Perfect, you know, very wow. talented, but, you know, just a lot of drama, a lot of, you know, distraction for a team. And, you know, going into last year, I mean, the Buccaneers are really the only team that was willing to give them the chance. That is completely fair there, too. On a much lighter note, the Bengals clinched the AFC North, which is the first time that they've done it since 2015. What do you guys think of the Bengals' season, and can they make it to the Super Bowl, possibly even win? Brian, what do you got? Uh, first, I'd like to just say congratulations to the Bengals. I mean, we're talking about a team that just a couple of years ago had the number one overall pick, was, uh, you know, rebuilding for several years, and now, you know, just going and getting the uh, division title. Just great progress for them. Uh, I honestly think they're probably like a dark horse team for the uh, Super Bowl. I mean, they just beat the Chiefs, who I think most people agree is one of the main com- contenders in the AFC. Yeah, definitely. Especially now since the Chiefs have picked it up in recent weeks and finally figured it out. Uh, John, what do you got on this? I, I, you know, I really thought, I thought the the uh, the Bengals would have been five hundred or around like nine and eight or eight and nine at best. The fact that they won as many games as they have, and Joe Burrow coming off the injury that he had, I, I think they're just really impressive. I think they've shocked a lot of people. I did not pick them to win the division. I didn't think they'd make the playoffs. So I, I, I'm going to go. I, I like Brian's idea. I'm very, very surprised because last year their offensive line wasn't very good and Joe Burrow was running for his life. And I didn't feel like they really addressed the offensive line in the offseason. They ended up picking Jamar Chase. And I understand that, like, he had a, um, a very good relationship with Joe Burrow because they're both from LSU. But I was just like, ah, you know, I, if I, I, I was thinking, well, if I was the GM of the Bengals, I would have picked maybe an offensive lineman in the draft rather than go for wide receiver. But it seems like so far that then picking a, a Jamar Chase over offensive line was a successful draft choice. So I, I'm very impressed by the Bengals. I'm not really happy because I'm a Browns fan, but uh, they, I think they were, they got to probably be the most surprising team this year as far as where they've come from and just the you know where not where they come from, but the fact that they've had as as much success as, as they have mm-hmm. with, without anybody predicting that they would. Yeah, definitely. And I was kind of in the same boat with you on that front of the offensive line. It's like, don't get me wrong, Jamar Chase is a phenomenal player, and I think that when looking at that team, based off the fact that. Joe Burrow, like you said, he was running for his life and he got a serious leg, what was ACL? Yeah. And he got seriously hurt. It's like you'd think that if he was going to be the quarterback of the future, they would want to protect the guy with the best offensive line that they could get. But I don't know what plans they had, but whatever they did, it seemed to work. So moving on to topic three, and Two more teams both clinched their playoff berth, being the Rams and the Cardinals in the AFC West. However, Matt Stafford and the Rams seem to have been struggling 
at least on the offensive side of the ball. Why do you think he and the team are struggling? And how does this recent inconsistent play affect their confidence going into the playoffs? John? Well, I, Stafford's inconsistent, uh, uh, injuries on the offensive line. I don't think it's going to affect them in the playoffs. Uh, you know, the, play, the playoffs, it's a, it's a brand new season. So um, I just don't, you know, they're a good team. They're in a very competitive division. I, I, I think they'll, they'll be fine. I think once the playoffs start, they'll be like, okay, it's a new season. Let's go. And I, I just, I don't see them. I see, I guess what I'm trying to say is I see them figuring it out by the time the playoffs start. That's definitely fair. Uh, Brian, you got anything to add to this? Yeah, um, I think part of it might be just, uh, you know, the Rams are one of the only teams that have really added a lot of players during the regular season. You know, I mean, they've added Von Miller, OBJ, a couple other guys. So I think that maybe that's just part of it is they're just struggling to get everybody on the same page because they're getting so many new guys on the team. In terms of how it might affect them in the playoffs, I mean, it it might affect them just because they're in such a competitive division. I mean, the Cardinals are there, the Buccaneers are there, so I mean, they have a lot of uh, really good teams to you know go up against. They added those players mainly because of the fact that many of the players that did kind of glue together with each other at the start of the season got really hurt. So they had to think quick, think fast, add these players in the heat of the moment. And I think that did affect it some in their confidence, but I think that the confidence will be there. Hopefully I'm proven right on that and hopefully I'm not proven wrong. Moving on to third down and to recap this most recent game of the week being the Browns versus Steelers. It was uh, Big Ben's possible last home game of his career. And I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on how it went. Brian, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'll start with the Browns. I mean, the, it's another week of the offense being really just not competitive. There's a point where Baker was had a completion of one for nine attempts, I think it was which, you know, it's just not good. I mean, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, you can tell he's not feeling it. I think at the end of the season, there's going to be some questions that need to get answered in terms of, is it really that important to keep him in the game when he's clearly not at his best, when you have a really good backup? Kevin Stefanski, his play calling has been a little off this year. And then um, with the Steelers, I mean, great game to Ben. But, you know, he was doing what he does best, which is just a lot of real short throws. I think he threw for, what, almost 50 times in that game. So, John, what do you got? Well, T.J. Watt's a beast. That's what I got from the – I mean, he's just he was just unstoppable. Um, the Steelers' defense was good, really good. Cameron Hayward had a really good game. Uh, as far as the Browns, I just – I think I wrote down on my notes, why is Baker playing? Why did we this guy? Why is he? I just, I just, I, I mean, are they trying to get Baker Mayfield hurt again or more hurt than he already is? Like, I just don't understand the decisions and why he's been playing the way he has. Like, he's, um, 
he uh, I, I was reading I was, I was reading that he's going to get sh- uh, shoulder surgery soon. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, why why did that not happen a long time ago? Or at least sit the guy and let it heal maybe a little bit, you know, so he can be even more effective than he was. I just I don't understand it. It's like they're trying to get the guy killed. Yeah, and it's like even if even if it was needed surgery now, it almost seemed like, or even back then, why did they post play him versus sit him where in a situation where he could have healed naturally and not needed surgery and they kept him on the field and it got in to need surgery. But yeah, uh, Big Ben and the Steelers had an amazing game overall. So I think that really proved that Big Ben really had an amazing career overall. So moving on to fourth down, and it's the 49ers versus the Rams. So what do you guys think of this game? John, what do you have? Uh, I feel like the 49ers need the win more than the Rams to just stay off, stay more to be in to stay in playoff contention. Similar to the Bengals, the 49ers, I think, that were a surprise team this year in the NFC. Um Especially since, I mean, they lost their quarterback. They got a rookie quarterback. Um, I think the next year or two, the 49ers could be really, really good. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, like, I was, I was, there were another team that I was pleasantly surprised. Um, not, they didn't surprise me as much as the Cincinnati Bengals, but they did surprise me. I, I didn't think they'd be as, as good as they have been or as good as they are, especially in the competitive division that they're in. Yeah, definitely. And before I give my thoughts on this, uh, Brian, what do you got? 49ers definitely need this more. I mean, the Rams are already going to the playoffs. I think they're starting Trey Lance. I mean, he's been playing pretty solid in his start, so I'm really curious to see how he does against what's a very solid Rams defense. And I'm also curious to see how, you know, if Stafford picks it up or if he continues to be, you know, a little uncomfortable. For me, I think that this is an opportunity for Trey Lance to prove that he is the quarterback of the future for this team. For me, for the Rams, this game needs to come together at least to some degree to keep it close and to prove that they have the confidence and the glue to come together and do what they need to do at the end of the day. Because that was kind of my issue when I brought them up in second down. That's my issue with the, the L.A. Rams game. So moving on to our two-point conversion, each of us has one prediction for this week in football. Brian, what is your one prediction? If the uh, Bengals start their starters this week, I'm going to say they beat the Browns by three scores. Wow. All right. That is completely fair. John, what do you got? That the Packers, which has already been confirmed, they don't start their starters, and the Detroit Lions beat them. All right. I mean, we kind of pointed out last week that Dom uh, has been a kind of a defender of the Lions. <laughs> yeah. In every yeah. almost – or they've been in almost every game. Uh, you, you kind of stole my thunder there, Brian, because I was going to go along the same lines that Joe Burrow was going to pop off another time in a row. I'm going to go and say that the 
Chicago Bears beat the Minnesota Vikings this week. Okay. I don't know how well or what the point differential is. I just taking a shot in the dark on that one. I could definitely see that happening. Mm-hmm. So for our trivia question this week in two-point conversion, Robert Griffin III, or RG3, is best known for doing what in 2012? I'm just going to throw one out there and rookie of the year? No. John, you want to take a shot in the dark there? Tearing up his knee? No. He is known for holding a passer rating of 102.4. Oh, I knew he had a good passer rating. I just didn't think of that. This concludes another episode of Two Minute Drill uh, presented by Deep Dive Sports. We thank you for tuning in this week and until next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.